0: Hey yo, this is Basketball with the Boys. I'm Big Rut,
1: and
2: I'm G
0: Money. Hey G Money, what's going on today?
2: Nothing much, dude. Just got off work, ready right? <laughs> to uh, record this great podcast. What's up with you?
0: Oh, I'm just uh, getting my PJs on and going to bed. All right.
1: Sounds yeah. like a dad. Yeah, well, I am one. Um, yeah, G. I'm I'm excited for this podcast. What this is uh, week five. Um, we skipped last week because we were too full from Thanksgiving and uh, just didn't really feel like uh, recording a podcast for all four of you. So, um, G, what are we talking about today?
2: <laughs> we're talking about the big man Dirk Nowitzki.
1: Dirk, the smirk. Dirk,
2: Dirk, the work. No wait. Dirk,
1: man. What a man!
2: Yeah, we're talking about whether he should be in the Hall of Fame or not. His some of his stats and little one-on-one action against Tim Duncan. Who would win?
0: All right, all right. Some of your your favorite players of all time there.
2: Oh yeah. So, Rob, cool. what do you want to dive into first?
0: Oh man, there's so much to dive into with Dirk. He, I, I think we should start at the beginning. Okay. That's so, fine. so Dirk is Dirk is German, as everyone should know, just by his name. Um, Dirk was, uh, drafted to, uh, Milwaukee in the 1998 NBA draft, but since the draft rights were, uh, traded over to the Mavericks, he was, uh, sent over to the Mavs and, and, uh, started his career there and he's, he's still there 20 years later. So, um, that's, I mean, him and Kobe, they're only ones that do that right now. So that's, uh, that's pretty, that's a pretty big commitment. For one player to do, um, but what I was what I was noting here because I, I want to dive into this real quick. Um, what, what do you think? Do you think Dirk would would still be with the Bucks if he was you know drafted by them and, and stayed with them?
2: I mean, I think when he went to the Mavs, they kind of built the team, kind of focused around him. You know, right. So I think if he had stayed in Milwaukee, Milwaukee would have done something similar.
1: Yeah,
2: um, and he may have stayed in Milwaukee, depending on the coaching and stuff, of course. But that he may have stayed in Milwaukee for twenty years, you
1: know. So no. Sure, sure. And and think like, I mean, he would have played with Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. He would have. He would have played with the Greek Freak, and uh, I just, I, you can only imagine what could have happened there. <laughs> well, if you think about
2: it. If you had Dirk Nowitzki and Ray Allen on the same team, you would need another, like, maybe a point guard or another shooting guard to have a big three. Sure. And that reminds me a lot of, like, the Spurs big three. Yeah. Because you had Duncan, and then you had Parker, and then you had Ginobili. Well, Ray Allen and Ginobili are both shooting guards, and then Giannis and – I'm sorry, Nowitzki and Tim Duncan are both power forwards. Right. So if you had a really good point guard in there, like if you had, uh, Jason Terry or somebody like, or Jason Kidd, sorry,
1: Jason Kidd, Yeah.
2: Yeah. If you had him on the bucks, man, they could have been a force to be record.
1: They, yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, that's just, that kind of just got the start of his career there. Um, you know, starting with the Mavs and everything, um, not too much action as far as, you know, playoff runs, championship runs or anything in his early careers. Um, What else did you find about uh, Dirk here, here G, and his his career? Well, something
2: I thought was interesting, like a fact, um, was that he was the first European-born player to win MVP. Right. Which is impressive by itself. He's also the second player ever in NBA history to record over 100 three-pointers and 100 blocks in a single season. I
1: saw that. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I had no idea he had did that. And that's a crazy stat if you think about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And given, I mean, given his size too, if if you've never watched a day of NBA in your life and you saw Dirk on the floor, you would never think he's the one shooting threes. (laughs) Oh, no way. You know? Yeah. And he
2: was an elite scorer for several, several seasons. Yeah. I was looking it up and, So he's played twenty years with the Mat or twenty seasons with the Mavs. Sure. Thirteen of those seasons, he's averaged more than twenty points a game. And in all of his seasons, he's always averaged double digits. (laughs) So I mean that's pretty good scoring. That's yeah. Big man of his size, you know.
1: Right. Yeah, that's that's impressive.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: For as old as he is now, and and, you know, still recently in the past. You know, seven years or so, keeping keeping those stats up. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah, I huh. agree. For sure. Yeah, so I saw I saw two. I I was just going going over his um, his uh, free throw percentages because I I never really think about it too much. But Dirk's probably one of the best free throw shooters of of all time too. He's uh he's got a silky shot and what I found in, in 2010, he made 82 consecutive free throws during the season. Oh my God. <laughs> that's you, not missing for 82 free throw. Like that's, Ins- that's unthinkable.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cause you think, I mean, game, it's different in practice where you're relaxed. Mm-hmm. and all Yeah. That. Game time when you're running and you're tired and you still are able to make 82 free throws in a row right. as a seven footer. Yeah.
1: Awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's so many different variables to go into that. It's like, I, I don't know. It's that's tough. That that's that's really awesome, though. Yeah,
2: it's just a testament to him being able to not not only
1: work the inside game but step
2: out as well.
1: Right, right. So what what is uh, what do you want to talk about with uh, this whole one v one? You know, Tim Duncan. Who who do you think would win in uh, two of your favorite players of all time uh, in that matchup?
2: Well, so I was thinking. Today, I was like, man, Dirk is a great power forward. And now was like, well, who's my favorite power forward? Tim Duncan. (laughs) So I was thinking, well, who would win in a 1v1? And now I mean like no other players, one-on-one. I think Dirk would win. Yeah. Yeah, I think Tim is, you know, the big fundamental and is a pure post player. Yeah. But Dirk can stretch it out to the three. He's got the patented – one leg fadeaway shot. Yeah, right. Buddy, <laughs> um, and I, their ball handling is probably similar, but I just think being able to step outside like that uh gives Dirk the edge in that matchup.
1: Oh yeah, I I agree with you a hundred percent. I I think any any guy of that size that can that can step up and shoot at that range against Tim Duncan, you you're going to beat him every time. And with with the, the percentages that, that he has throughout his career, he's going to mm-hmm. win. He's going to score more every single time. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, career
2: three-point percentage
1: is 38%. Huh.
0: Like,
2: over 20 years being a yeah. big man, that's – I mean, that's phenomenal, I think.
0: That, that's better
1: than some, you know, small forwards and uh, – I um, don't, you, you can't, there's nothing else to say about that. That's right. <laughs> that's better than, that's better than people that, you know, should be shooting the, the three point over a career with, you know, 45% or higher. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'll put you on the spot here. Can you think
2: of any power forwards that would be Dirk in a one on one?
1: Hmm. I would say the only, the only guys. That would probably give him a fight. Would be onto Tatumbo, yeah, just because he's he he just like he's such a smart basketball player, and yeah. he, he just like he he just stretches the floor. He, he I don't know he he's and he's quick. Like if you put Dirk in his prime and you put you know John is which we don't even know if you know onto Tatumbo in his prime right now, and and he might be, but you know from what we've seen so far, it it looks like. I mean, he's in his prime and he would he would definitely beat Dirk uh just by his quickness. And, and mm-hmm. with his size. Like I mean, he's he's probably the same size as Dirk and he's he's you know putting up numbers that that Dirk was doing, you know, back in the day as well. So I would say either the Greek Freak or uh David Robinson with the Spurs. Oh, yeah. He was he was an animal. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. He uh,
2: I was to be honest as well, size so was- we're on the same wavelength.
1: Yeah, that's that's the only. I mean, I can't really think of anyone else that, you know, would really give Dirk a tough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: I see here you mentioned something about his performance in the twenty ten twenty eleven, you know, season and the finals and him winning that championship, his one and only championship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Talk- this. this this was really interesting to me because i i mean i remember the 2011 you know uh championship and everything Mm -hmm. um i don't think i got into it as much as i wish i would have because looking back on it i did not realize that all these guys were on the Mavs. you know playing playing against uh lebron wade and bosh um so just to give everyone a rundown of you know who was on this team and these are these are names that you you'll recognize like it wasn't just a bench team it was (laughs) you know Jason Terry which is you know he's he's been in the league forever uh Sean Marion who had the worst shot in NBA history um (laughs) Jason Kidd which I didn't I think we talked about this a few weeks ago and we were wondering if Jason Kidd had won a championship or not and and he did with (laughs) uh with the Mavs um Tyson Chandler, who's still playing, and and he's I mean he's a force to be reckoned with. It I mean he's up and down, but he he's a he's a a strong player as well. Uh, Corey Brewer, Caron Butler, and J.J. Barrera. That's like you couldn't you couldn't ask for a more versatile team, you know, to stack up against um, you know LeBron and and his newly formed Heat team and all of that. So I, I just couldn't believe that this was the the roster that they had this year and you know they won four four games to two games uh, against the heat um Mm -hmm. and it just it just blew my mind that that this team was stacked up against you know lebron and um lebron was you know he was he was in his prime during those times so um still in his prime like has a
2: man ever not been in his prime
1: (sighs) That's debatable. I think that's that's a discussion for another debate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true.
2: You're right. I mean, that was the first year that he moved down there. And so I feel like that team not having the chemistry built up yet. Right. And this great uh, team around Dirk and all those guys, I feel like it just was a recipe for a win for him. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. And – just something I noted here. I, I couldn't believe it either, because I, I was looking more into this this run that the Mavs had that year. And in the second round of the playoffs, they played the Lakers. And I was thinking to myself, was this the year that, that Kobe tore his Achilles? And it was not. It was this year Kobe was playing and in the second or in the first and the second game, Kobe put up 36 points and 23 points. And the Mavs still beat them. The first game, the second game, the third game, and the fourth game, even though Kobe was putting up those points, swept and he him. swept them. Yeah, I just I couldn't believe like that's that was the result. I I I don't remember it very well, but like that's just that's amazing. You know, a team like that with you know Dirk leading the way. Dirk, I was looking. Dirk had a, a game in the thirties, and then he had another game in like the high twenties. So. <laughs> yeah he was just, he was putting up numbers the whole way I, It just seemed like he had the drive that year to to really go all the way mm-hmm. yeah you' right and
2: especially to sweep to sweep any team Kobe's on, is yeah like a feat in itself, I feel like, yeah maybe not towards the end, but I mean that was eight years ago now, yeah, so yeah, it's pretty impressive and I see here you also noted that. The free throw percentage during the finals, they only missed one free throw out of forty six.
1: That was that was Dirk's. That was Dirk's uh, free throw percentage. Wow. He, yeah, he only missed one free throw, the entire finals. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's just amazing, and that that really, I mean, let alone you, you got to put in a bunch of variables to consider why Dirk is a Hall of Famer, but. The biggest point for me for me to say that he's a Hall of famer is this free throw percentage. the free throw just everything about it he's just that's where you get the points that's where games get decided. Mm. Dirk should be in the Hall of Fame just because of that if he <laughs> only on his free throw exactly if he did nothing else in his career, that should be the only reason why they would they would admit him in the in the Hall of Fame. Especially being a big man, you're going
2: to get roughed up down there. Yeah. You got to be able to make your free throws. And Dirk shows that he can, you know, do it day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. Like a fluke or anything.
1: Right. And he was smart enough to know, like, hey, I'm going to get roughed up. I'm going to have to work on what's going to get us points, you know? Yep, definitely.
2: So, So, overall, um, I wanted to say that, He's twenty. He's twenty seventh in all time rebounding, and he's still playing. Yeah, seventh all time scoring, which is also pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, that is. Um,
2: so I would definitely say that Dirk will be in the Hall of Fame when he retires. Like his stats just stack up to be a Hall of Famer, and it doesn't always show. Like you can look up all the points and everything, but like you said about him being clutch on his free throws in the finals, like. That doesn't come up, but that is just as important. Right. So I think having that mentality and being such a good franchise player, like he'll definitely be in the Hall of Fame soon after he retires. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to – I'm not sure how many more years he has left, but it was was really – it was fun watching him, you know, play. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think uh, I'm on the same page with you. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. He's going to get first ballot as soon as he's eligible. And, um, yeah, him and uh, Vince Carter up there, both going to retire and and get entered in the Hall of Fame the same year. Yeah, I agree, for sure. Awesome.
0: Well, G-Money,
1: I uh, think that wraps up our uh, discussion of uh, Dirk the Tork Nowitzki. I'd
2: agree. I think we covered everything we wanted to cover. and It's been great talking to you, man.
1: Hey, you as well. And we'll be back next week. We promise we won't miss an episode like we said the week prior. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see you next week.